Hello, this is Rome about Japan. I'm your host, Katsuo. In this show, we'll be chatting about Japanese culture and tourist spots from perspective of a Japanese. Now, let's dive into today's topic, which is the Imperial Palace I recently visited. In the first half, we'll talk about the Imperial Palace and its history. And in the second half, we'll discuss the experience. The Imperial Palace, quite literally the Emperor's residence, is where the Emperor country lives. The Imperial Household Agency, responsible for the Emperor and the Imperial family, is also situated within the Imperial Palace grounds. Now, let's Delve into the history of Edo Castle and the Imperial Palace. Edo Castle originated as a flat land and hill castle built by the samurai Oda Dokkan in 1457. After winning the Battle of Sekigahara and gaining power, Tokugawa Ieyasu entered Edo Castles in 1590, making it the main castle of the Tokugawa family with subsequent renovations. Until the last shogun Tokugawa Yoshinobu, Edo Castle served as the political center of the Tokugawa rule. However, the major restoration occurred to counter Western powers, shifting political power from the Tokugawa family to the Meiji government. Through peaceful negotiations, Edo Castle was handed over to the new government with its bloodshed. Later, with Tokyo established as their capital, it became the residence of the emperor, now called the Imperial Palace. During World War II, Tokyo experienced air raids, and it said that the Imperial Palace suffered damage. Post-war, the Imperial Palace and its surroundings were developed and allowing people to enjoy Tokyo's seasons with cherry blossoms and autumn leaves. Let's touch on the surrounding of the Imperial Palace. Due to Edo Castle's development as the city center during the Edo period, present-day Tokyo around the Imperial Palace includes important institutions like the National Diet Building in Kasumigaseki and the Tokyo Station, a central hub of uh, transportation. Additionally, to the north of the Imperial Palace, you'll find the Nippon Budokan and the Yasukuni Shrine. On August 15th, Japan's Memorial Day marking the end of the World War II, the Nippon Budokan hosts the National Memorial Service for War Dead, attended by the Emperor. Yasukuni Shrine dedicated to those who lost their lives in Wars for Japan's modernization attract many visitors. Now, 
Let's talk about the Imperial Palace tour. The tour takes place twice a day from Tuesday to from Tuesday to Saturday. In the morning and the afternoon. However, please check the Imperial Household Agency's website for possible closures on holidays and year and holidays. I joined the afternoon tour on the weekday, walking from JR Tokyo Station to Kikyomon Gate, where admission tickets were distributed starting at 12.30. The location is a short walk taking less than 10 minutes, with multiple subway lines running to Tokyo Metro Otemachi Station besides JL. Using public transportation is limited. Using public transportation is recommended. For this tour, I joined the English guide to hear explanation. Here's uh, I enjoyed the English guide to hear explanations intended for foreign visitors. Surprisingly, the English-speaking group was more popular than the Japanese-speaking one. As a result, it was challenging to hear the explanations. Even through the speaker, when I was back, when I was the back of the group, the tour starts with a visit to Fujimiyagura, a tower historically known for its view of Mount Fuji. However, due to high-rise buildings, Mount Fuji is no longer visible from the tour. No longer visible from the tower. Afterward, we passed by the Imperial Household Agency and proceeded to the palace. The palace served as the venue for imperial events and hosting foreign dignitaries. It is also where events like New Year's celebrations and the emperor's birthday open to public take place. After touring the palace, we moved to the Nijubashi Bridge offering a panoramic view of Tokyo Station, Marunouchi skyscrapers, and more. This marks the farthest point of the tour, and after receiving explanations, we retrace our steps. Since the tour was conducted in English, the guide provided explanations not only about the Imperial Palace and the imperial family, but also touching on various aspects of Japanese culture. That concludes this episode. On the Roma Bar Japan website, you can find out on you can find out on not only the Japanese and English manuscript, but also explanations of two specific points to note and photos from the tour I participated in. For more details on this episode, please check the link provided. If you have any opinions or requests, please email Roma Bar Japan 
at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Bye.